Warning. The following podcast may contain strong language, unusual humor, emotional content, and a good cup of tea. Basically, all the good stuff. Listener's discretion is advised. In the end, I married Sophie to uh, get the paperwork done. This is the Monday village. We are inside of the house, and the houses are made by women. The men do do not know how to make the houses. <laughs> I love that. I can hear you laughing already. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we're talking about one of the worst days in my life, probably. Hello again and welcome to another episode of Almost Diaspora. I'm Myra Anubi. Slightly under the weather, but the show must go on. And today I take you to a place that's so special to my heart. A place of cool waters named after snow-capped mountain peaks. Kenya. It's 8, uh, 9.30 actually at night. Right now I'm sitting in a small room in our apartment in Frankfurt, Germany. And I'm trying to be not too loud because just at the other side of this wall I'm looking at, uh, there's my, uh, my daughter Pina sleeping. And in two rooms... Uh, Away from here, there's my baby daughter, Ilvi, also sleeping. Yeah, I'm having a bottle of beer, actually, in best German tradition. And it's an organic brand, in fact, called Lambsboy. And um, yeah, I was looking forward to this bottle of beer because I knew, okay, we're going to talk tonight and then can open this bottle just for you. <laughs> oh, thank you, Nico. I'm so flattered. Um, anything for a beer. It's making me feel like I should have had something stronger as well. Oh, that's also fine. <laughs> You're that's always also... a happy person. I know. <laughs> you don't I need. Do, I don't need the beer. That. <laughs> <laughs> now, Nico, in your younger um, years, <laughs> I will not reveal your age. But on a typical Saturday night, what would you and your wife um, be doing, or what would you be doing? Um, in Germany? <laughs> well, my younger years, I would probably be out with my wife. Uh, yeah, just hanging out with friends, I guess. Uh, I like to go to bars. Uh, of course, uh, in the summer, there's uh, the Main River here in Frankfurt where people can hang out. There's like uh, some, uh, you know, just grass plots, parks, whatever, right, uh, right at the river where People can just grab a beer. Um, it's become a thing, uh, actually, in Germany the last couple of years to just grab uh, some bottle of beers and go anywhere, like on the street or in parks and whatever. Um, that's what I like to do. Um, but as you said, like right now, um, I have a three-year-old and a 
six months old baby. So uh, yeah, you imagine my nights are a bit more uh, calm these days. <laughs> So I first met Nico and his wife Sophie on Valentine's Day. At the time, our daughters were going to the same school in Kenya, and they had a special Valentine's Day lunch that involved parents. My husband was in India on a work trip, and he joined us through a WhatsApp video call. Because Pina and Zani were playing together, all of us ended up enjoying this Valentine's Day lunch. Two weeks later, our families were spending almost every weekend together, going for yoga, Indian cooking classes, or just grabbing cold beers by the lake. To find out more about the Indian community in Kenya, please listen to the last podcast, The Forty Fourth Tribe. Now I know this story, but please share with everyone just how you met your wife. Well,、uh, I remember.、Um... The night where I met Sophie、um, very well, it might have been a Saturday night. I think so. I was out with a very good friend of mine, and he happened to be the the roommate of、uh, one of Sophie's oldest friends. Basically, we met pretty late,、uh, maybe at ten or even eleven. It was just a mixed kind of crowd, maybe of I don't know eight people. Germany actually has quite a vibrant nightlife. If you're planning to visit, Publikum ist bunt gemischt aller Altersschichten. Also ich würde sagen, bei Mitte 40 hört's dann irgendwann auf von den Gästen, aber ab 18 aufwärts. A recent report shows that places like Hamburg actually have been deemed as one of the best places in the world for a night out. And of course, it's a great way to meet people, potentially even your future partner. Yeah, I immediately liked. This blonde, a bit shy girl, <laughs> at the time.、Uh, yeah, we talked and talked and talked, and、um, Sophie forgot her jacket in the club. So later, you know, I like just offered my help <laughs> to、uh, get it back and got her number to, you know,、uh, maybe be able to tell her where the jacket is because I called the club and everything. Asked around and whatever. I never, I think I never found the jacket, but I got her number, so that was the most important thing. <laughs> Since I got back, I didn't hit any bars anymore, basically, because、uh, I came back pretty much exactly one year ago, and、uh, that was like、uh, where the whole COVID thing started. Nico Dam is a seasoned journalist, photographer, and communication specialist with an interest in social, environmental, and political issues. He has more than 15 years' experience working as a freelance journalist, and in 2014, he also picked up public relations and worked in a field that did concentrate on science and development aid, especially in matters information privacy. While in Kenya, I had the privilege of working with Nico, and we did produce a documentary called Disco Matanga, which focuses on the rich culture surrounding funerals in parts of Western Kenya. So, what led to the big family move? My wife works、uh, in development corporation. A lot of her colleagues、uh, often go abroad to take different jobs, 
And it was pretty much clear that she also wanted to take uh, one of these jobs that take her around the world because so far she has been, um, she's been working mainly from the headquarters of, of her company here in in Germany. I also very much like to be to be abroad. Uh, I, when I was still a school kid, when I was 18, I, I spent a year in the States. Uh, later, when I went to college, I spent one year in Paris, which was awesome. And I uh, really, really like to travel and um, to explore new cultures. So to me, it was always an exciting thought to go abroad. But it was always like not so clear what my part would be uh, when I go abroad. But when we finally figured that out, I was like uh, super happy. And uh, yeah, we just did it. Well, the process was, uh, I guess, pretty long. Like, uh, my wife was always looking for job offers and um, you can't go to every part of the world. For example, her company also works in Afghanistan and that's like uh, a country that's flagged for families. So there's a limited choice of countries where you can go to. And actually, like in the end, it was between uh, Indonesia, Jakarta, and Kisumu, where we met. I think the choice was, in the end, pretty easy because uh, I talked to some people that have lived in Jakarta and that are uh, still working there, actually. And uh, everybody said that it's just uh, a city with extreme traffic. And to us, it was just... uh, not as attractive because we thought, okay, like uh, Sophie would spend maybe four hours uh, in traffic every day working. And uh, we really wanted to uh, have us as a family spend some time together. And then when we heard about Kisumu, (laughs) which is, uh, uh, as you know, a lovely little town uh, in Western Kenya that's uh, not too big and not too small and really green and you have short ways from A to B, uh, the choice in the end wasn't too hard. Getting from the airport in Nairobi to Nairobi town, which is uh, a famous part of traffic in Kenya. It's like famous for being just clogged most of the time. And that was pretty impressive because it's, I don't know how many lanes this street has. It's a huge street and it's like every lane is packed with cars and buses and motorbikes and trucks and whatever. And uh, it took us just, yeah, I I don't know, longer than one hour, I guess, to to, uh, get into town, which is, I guess, medium. But like if everything is completely free at night, you can do the same, like cover the same distance, maybe in 20 minutes. You can easily fall in love with Nairobi and Kenya as a whole. That is my country of birth. I mean, I can understand, though, um, as a guest, like in any other country, how overwhelming those first days and hours can be. 
especially if you've never been to Africa before. Live and die in Africa. Of course, uh, I had one thought, like also that uh, this is Africa. It was like like my first time in Africa, and uh, I saw women wearing. Uh, things on their head. I saw uh, people, you know, on these rugged uh, bikes. I saw a lot of people walking just uh, left and right of the street. The sheer amount of people around, that was something that struck me uh, just in the beginning. With a population of 52.5 million people plus, I can see why. Kenya is a magnificent country that has so much to offer. It's known best for its wildlife, its parks, reserves, and conservancies. And of course, the generous, kind nature of its people, including me. We'll be back with more interesting stories about Nico possibly having gotten married to get a visa. (laughs) You'll definitely want to hear this. Ave Blooms is a London-based home for lovers of life's little luxuries. We provide beautiful bouquet designs bearing African names with meanings in celebration of our founder and her friends and family's heritage. We also provide intentional, highly curated gift options. Find us at aveblooms.com today. Until Visas Do Us Part is a caption of an article that was written by The Guardian back in 2015 expressing how different couples are sometimes faced with a situation of having to tie the knot in order to get a visa. Now, this is something we know about all over the world, but listen to the situation that Nico and Sophie were faced with before they could get into Kenya. Maybe that part is not super funny, but... uh... What seems strange to some people or maybe even make some people laugh is that in the end, I married Sophie because uh, because of this, to uh, get the paperwork done. <laughs> That's like the most unromantic reason you can have to, to marry. <laughs> <laughs> or let's move to this country. It's, it's, let's it's get married truth. first. <laughs> it is the truth. Huh? Like, because we quickly figured out that uh, the... Getting a visa for me would like was pretty hard in Kenya, and um, the easiest way to get one was just to marry because then I uh, had uh, a visa pretty much guaranteed. So we went to Kenya in October, and like you know, got settled a little bit and went back after uh, three months in December. And then we just married on December 28th. <laughs> Which is like the most unusual day, of course, to marry. Uh, because, uh, yeah, it's just dark and cold in Germany, usually uh, in December. And people are between Christmas and, and, and New Year's. Uh, the good thing is it was really easy to book you know, the place, usually, like, if you want to uh, to marry in a place that's very nice, uh, 
uh, you have to wait for a long time or you know book it in advance uh, really early but uh, where we uh, like we just i think booked the place three three weeks in advance and it was fine and yeah that's how we got the paperwork done i mean uh yeah, it's just the way it worked, and I'm I'm still happy we're man and wife now. <laughs> but uh, that's just the how the how the things went. What were your first thoughts about Kisumu and where you lived, especially? Well, I immediately liked Kisumu. Also, loved the the climate from day one. I liked how green it was, like uh, the beautiful birds everywhere. Um, I immediately almost immediately felt at home there. How much different was the living situation? How different was it from Germany? Yeah, that felt really different. Well, I moved from a three-bedroom apartment, like pretty much medium-sized apartment in uh, in the middle of town uh, in Frankfurt uh, without a garden, with a balcony, but without a garden or anything, uh, to a house. Uh, to our own house that we rented with a beautiful garden around. You know it very well because uh, you spend a lot of time there. And uh, it was just paradise for us. Uh, It was um, a house with this garden around, uh, fenced uh, with like a high walls and a fence on top, like uh, a lot of houses in Kenya. That was something that's new. Um. Yeah, beautiful birds uh, chirping uh, in the garden. We had uh, ibises, ibises uh, visiting us almost every day. Um, it was just a very calm and nice place. Guys, this is by far the best safari ever. It's been like 30 minutes. We've seen lions, buffaloes, a ton of elephants and giraffes. Oh my gosh, plus the setting. This is easily the most beautiful setting. Speechless, completely speechless. There's nothing like the feeling of being in a hot air balloon because like there's the bursts of flames which are really loud and intense. But then once they stop- In Kenya, you can do everything from having breakfast with giraffes or climbing mountains. You get to see the big five and experience a wildebeest migration or just soak your feet in the beautiful sandy beaches along the coastal line. Um, I did quite some traveling within Kenya and I just really, really enjoyed that. Um, especially the safaris, of course, seeing the big five, uh, all the all the animals that me as a German only knew maybe from the zoo or from documentaries uh, or going to the coast to different regions, uh, Masai Mara. Um, But in Kisumu, uh, what I really miss is going uh, mountain biking, which was one of the best ideas uh, I had to join this group uh, that I found that was... um, a mixed group of uh, Westerners, Westerners and Kenyans that all like biking. And uh, yeah, I really love to explore the areas around Kisumu, which are super rural. I mean, you take the, the bike for maybe 20 minutes and you're out of town and you just go 
through these uh, nice little villages, farmland, and it always felt special doing that because we were like the only ones that rode their bikes there for fun. Like everyone else we met on the bike on these quite little dusty paths were like the people that lived there. What about the language? Did you ever try to learn and did anything ever kind of confuse you? Any examples you can give us of situations that you found weird? There's a thing with he and she. So a lot of times in Kenya, because of Kiswahili, uh, people confuse the he and she. So um, that's something that uh, confused me a lot of times because somebody would talk about a person and say, okay, it's a she. Yeah? You, would rem- you would expect a woman to turn, turn up huh? like five minutes later and then it's a man or vice versa. <laughs> and uh, we were always like, okay, where's this person? Oh, well, I'm this person. Oh, okay, I thought you're going to be, you know, (laughs) a woman or whatever. (laughs) Uh, Well, as you know, there's a lot of languages, but um, Kiswahili is the main language with with English. So I tried to learn it a little bit. Uh, We took a teacher, my wife and I, um, which we, we met once a week. And um, I don't recall too much. I mean, we just did basics, you know, um, to navigate uh, around the street. I mean, I could order a beer or something. Um, The funny thing around it was that the teacher we had was uh, a regular Kenyan teacher. And she brought her school book that uh, she uses for um, elementary school, basically. (laughs) So we started like learning with a book that the Kenyan first graders use to learn Kiswahili. Um, And that was kind of funny because uh, it was like focused around rural life in Kenya. And uh, there was a lot of like items that were like introduced that we didn't really know like what they were and like what we took from it is that there's a lot of different kinds of buckets for a lot of different uses and there's a lot of uh, ways they explained in this book uh, how you can get fetch water with these buckets Kenya has 44 tribes and 68 languages, the most popular of which is, of course, Kiswahili. Is there anything you can remember to say in Kiswahili, for example, bucket or anything you remember from your elementary class? I was fearing that question, but... I'm um... putting you on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like the universal word that I take from Kiswahili is sawa sawa or sawa which means okay. Uh, so, or okay, okay. So that's something I said all the time and that I like really got used to. And it makes me so relaxed still like saying it um, because it's just, for me, it stands for, for Kenya in a way, in the relaxed way uh, people are 
dealing with life a lot of times, as I imagine it. Uh, it's like, it's all okay, you know, you say sour sour, you know, or, yeah, a million times a day. And, uh, yeah, th there's a certain joy connected with this word, like, that I think a lot of people have. Right. Sour sour. And, um... Sour sour. <laughs> <laughs> How did it feel when you had to leave? <laughs> um, I know you probably don't want to talk about this, but could you share that with us? <laughs> I can hear you laughing already. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we're talking about one of the worst days in my life, probably. Um, it was, or at least one of the stressful days in, in my life. I mean... Um, It was um, the end of March 2020, and it was exactly the time where COVID struck uh, most of the Western world, uh, or actually most of the world. Huh? And, um, well, the coincidence was that we were, like, already a bit prepared to leave because Sophie at that time was uh, pregnant. Uh, Sophie's company uh, told her that she needs to leave. Then we said, okay, we're going to go to Germany because uh, it was almost the end of her contract. So we were already kind of packing, you know, selling things and mentally preparing to leave. Uh, we even had booked a flight uh, for Tuesday and it was a Friday and Sophie already like took the day off to you know help packing a little bit and it was maybe 10 in the morning uh sophie got an email and the email basically said you need to leave today for nairobi uh it was like the boss of her boss and then uh well we just you know tried not to panic because this was real huh? they they all because of covid Uh, the company that ordered all of their personnel that wasn't in Nairobi to Nairobi and also their families. So uh, we called uh, a good friend of ours to help us packing. And then we packed like crazy. And uh, yeah, we did it. I mean, we, we got the message from at 10 and at five o'clock uh, p.m. We, we left the house uh, almost empty. I must say I still miss it. <laughs> Especially like because we we uh, left in such a hurry that really hurt. I mean, uh, you guys had left a couple months before us, but like all the other dear friends that uh, we still had there, we didn't really say goodbye to them in person. Like uh, you know, it was just not the 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 best way to leave. Is there anyone or thing you really miss about Kenya or Kisumu? Well, I guess the first person I would think of would be you guys, uh, really, because uh, you're like you and Charles are the ones that I uh, have the most uh, contact with still, and uh, you are like the guys uh, that uh, yeah we did like had the most contact with when we were in Kenya and hung out a lot um can i take you as an answer i i'll take that answer uh, i mean 
um, you guys really are like family to us. There's so much more we could have said about Kenya, but in this particular scenario, I guess it's one of those things that you just have to experience for yourself. And for anyone who's thinking of visiting or living in Kenya, any last words? I would say do it. Uh, I think it's a wonderful country and it's also one of the countries in in Africa that are pretty well developed. So the the standard of living is uh, pretty good. Thank you so much, Nico, for being part of this episode and just for sharing your experiences with us. Um, I'm looking forward to having you here again and Sophie and having her describe her wedding day. But honestly, we really miss you guys and I appreciate you being part of this episode. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It's been exactly a year since Nico and his family left Kenya. And it's been exactly one month since we started Almost Diaspora. Go ahead and check out some of our other episodes. And of course, stick around next Friday for another one. Thank you for listening. I'm Myra Anubi.